Welcome to Raising the Standard, the radio and podcast ministry for the Richmond House of Prayer. We pray the music and the message will be a blessing to you today.
songs. Anybody know about that between song praise? <laughs> oh, glory, glory. Thank you, Lord, for amazing grace. If it wasn't for your grace, Lord, where would we be? Oh, we love you, Jesus. Come on, lift those hands, saints of God. Thank you, Jesus.
every song that we sing, every breath that we breathe, you deserve it. He deserves every single thing that we have. We are a blessed people. You came here tonight, and I know it's a little hot. They're outside working on the AC as we speak. But you came here tonight in a nice building with nice seats to sit on. And there's people in eastern Kentucky. Look, I have a pastor right here. Come here, Clyde. We have a pastor right here and his wife that just a couple weeks ago in Virginia, they lost about everything that they had, including a brand new truck that he had. He almost died trying to save a young handicapped, or I don't know how old she was, but a handicapped girl. He almost died trying to save her. But he's here tonight, and he's praising God, and he's lifting up the name of Jesus. He found a way here. God made a way when there seemed to be no way. And we was over there praying for Clyde, and I heard the Holy Ghost say, Clyde, that your ladder's gonna be greater than your former. And everything that the caper worm tried to restore was destroyed. God said he's restoring a hundredfold. It's no accident, folks, that people like Clyde are here tonight. You might be here and you might not have been in a flood, a natural flood, but the enemy has flooded you. It might be your health, it might be addiction, it might be bondage. Whatever it is, you'll find your, your, you will be set free here tonight at these altars. You, if you will just come in with your arms up and you're praising the Lord, just like this man and woman of God has done tonight. You see, it would have been very easy for them to stay in Virginia tonight and worked on cleaning stuff up and putting their stuff back together. But they said, we got to make, how many y'all bring? 15? Okay. Okay. So they brought a, a, quite a bit of a load with them. But don't sit here tonight. Don't leave the way that you came in. Your help is in the house tonight. I have said for months now that I believe that there's going to be a supernatural undertaking in this service tonight, tomorrow night, and Saturday morning. Don't you think for a minute that the devil ain't fought today. From the moment I woke up this morning, my phone started ringing with bad news and issues and problems. But I pressed in because I know what's here tonight. If I could just make it to the house of God. If I could just make it to the house of God. I know where my help is. And it's in this house tonight. Don't leave the same way you came. I want Savannah to sing that part one more time. And if there's a need that you have, whatever it might be, bring it up to this altar tonight. We're not in a hurry. Sister Dana texted me today and she said, what's my time limit? And I said, what's that? We don't have that around here. We, we use wisdom, but we let the Holy Ghost have his way. So if there's something that you have and you're desperate, as Savannah sings this again, I want you to come up here. We'll pray for you. We'll love on you. We want to help you. Your help is in this house tonight. Don't leave the same way you came in. Savannah, sing. 
together, church. Hallelujah. Come on, lift one voice and sing it. Sing it out like you mean it. facility here so uh, all of the offering that is taken in will be put back into the conference to take care of our our speakers and our special singers and the worship team and everything that you see here um, the lights <laughs> the AC when it starts working correctly but uh, we're gonna come to you tonight for your offering and uh, if you are writing a check, if anybody still does that, make it out to the Richmond House of Prayer. And uh, you can also, behind me, I don't have my glasses on. My kids fuss at me for this. But you can see behind me <laughs> other ways that you can give. You can text it. Um, so, And cash works. We always take cash around here. So um, my brother Rico is here tonight. I'm going to ask you, Rico, to come and uh, bless the offering tonight. Uh, he pastors Redeeming Grace Church of God in Winchester, Kentucky. He is my brother. We don't look anything alike, but he is my brother, and uh, he's an anointed man of God. So, Rico, if you will come and bless the offering, and uh, when he gets done, Sister Dana, if you would come on up and uh, lead us into the Word. Let us pray over the offering. 
Father God, we ask you to bless this offering, dear Father. We pray for those who have it to give and those that have it not to give, dear Father. Father, we pray that you will return it to them tenfolds, a hundredfolds, dear Father. Dear Father, we lift this offering to you before we even take it, dear Father, and tell you to multiply it, oh God, that it may feed people, heal people, and help people, oh God. Oh God, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for those who have it to give, dear Father, and those that wanted to give and just didn't have it. We ask you to bless it for the next time or tomorrow. You'll give them a blessing and they'll have it to give. All these things we ask in Jesus' name and everyone in the house said, Praise God. Thank you, Brother Rico. Tommy's glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight. I tell you, some of my favorite worship leaders are right here on this platform tonight. How about you? Oh, come on now. If y'all are saying you're hot, every time I come here, <laughs> we're going to have to take a doherty over that atmosphere again. Every time I come here, that happens. But I thank God the enemy's a little bit scared, that's why. Amen. Amen. I just got back from Mexico. What are y'all spanning and acting like you're hot for? <laughs> A little inside story, if you'll help me out with the monitor, to give me a little bit more monitor. An inside story is, and it might be a little bit too, too much information, um, but I, I don't sweat. <laughs> it's just the truth. I can go to the gym. I can work outside. Pastor Mark will have drip dripping off of his nose, and I haven't even sweat. But I'll tell you, when I go to Mexico, Pastor Mark took a picture of the back of my dress, and it was soaking wet. So fan all you want to. I promise you, you ain't got it that bad. When there's a desperate bunch of people that will ride on a bus for a day and a half in there like sardines with body odor, and all their concern is is getting into the presence of God and sleeping on the floors and bringing bags of masa with them so they can feed their children. I promise you, you don't have nothing to worry about tonight. Fan your fans because the Lord will meet us where our desperation is. Amen. Amen. I'm excited about tonight. I, I wanted my mama taught me to be thankful. And I'm thankful for this worship team. I'm thankful for every opportunity to preach the gospel for everybody that's here, for Sister Vonda and Sister Sid. Do y'all know they're my midwives? I tell the story till you get tired of it. I don't care. Just get tired of it. They literally were in the birthing room. When I was about to die, they held my hand back to life. And I thank God for them. Sister Sid gave me the first opportunity to ever preach. It was in her basement. And I remember it blew covered chairs and I was scared to death. But she took a chance on a little blonde-headed girl who wanted to die. And they brought my hand, they held my hand, and Jesus brought me back to life. Amen. So I will forever be indebted to you all and empowering women. Y'all okay with this ring going on? It'll get worked out. The devil doesn't want the message. Amen. I'm thankful for the covering of the house, Pastor and Sister Moody. We miss them tonight. We bless them tonight. Amen. Sister Katrina. And the best-looking man in three states walked up in this room about four minutes ago, Pastor Mark. He looks like he's been wallowed in a pig pen. He's been collecting supplies all day long for our friends in Eastern Kentucky, and we're partnering with, uh, hi guys, we're partnering with this church, uh, Richmond House of Prayer, from what I hear, and going tomorrow to deliver some, some supplies. We hope to continue to be service uh, uh, projects and things to help our friends out, amen. I promise you they would be here for us, Amen. But, um, you know, I want to say something before I get ready to preach the word. I'm just waiting. I, I want you to know this, Pastor Nick, and the leadership of this church, Richmond House of Prayer, Church on the Rock loves you. We love you. 
Some people say, well, aren't you all in competition? You're just 15 miles down the road. No, we're not in competition. When y'all had that big 4th of July thing going on, I'm telling you, I was going, yeah, go. Get that, get that climbing wall. Get that foam machine. Come on. You got a 1,000 people there. We were so happy that you guys did such a phenomenal outreach. We will always support you as you support us. And we're in this thing together, amen? Amen. How many's ready for the Word of God? Now, y'all make sure to come back tomorrow night. Sister Sharon will be preaching, and we know that's going to be a phenomenal moment, right? So make sure you come back tomorrow night. I love this mighty woman of God. And then are you both preaching Saturday? Oh, Lord, it's going to be a tag team. It'll be a good one. I'm a coming. Are you coming? Amen. Are you praying about the word tonight? Well, I always get an assignment that it seems difficult. But my deal with the Lord is yes. No matter what it is, it's yes. I, I don't have nothing to go back to. I don't care about popularity. I don't care if you like me. I want you to. But I care more about pleasing the Lord. Amen. Amen. When you know that you should be in a grave... When you know that your children should be visiting you in the Richmond Cemetery, you don't care about anything else but bringing pleasure to the Lord. And that's what I come to do tonight. I'm going to be preaching a message on can anybody read the handwriting on the wall? I know. <laughs> you ought to be preaching it. We're going to go to Daniel chapter 5 verses 1 through 8. I'm going to go ahead and read the scriptures. Belshazzar the king made a great feast to a thousand of his lords and drank wine before the thousand. Belshazzar, while he tasted the wine, commanded to bring the golden and the silver vessels, which his father Nebuchadnezzar had taken out of the temple, which was in Jerusalem, that the king and his princes and his wives and the concubines might drink therein. Then they brought the golden vessels that were taken out of the temple of the house of God, which was at Jerusalem. And the king and his princes, his wives and his concubines drank in them. They drank wine and they praised the God of gold and silver, of brass, of iron, of wood and of stone. In the same hour came forth fingers of a man's hand. And rode over against the candlestick upon the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw a part of the hand that wrote. Now notice while the king, the man in charge, the government, the leadership is making merry and drinking wine. The Bible says a hand appears out of nowhere. And it begins to write a message on the wall. And verse 6 says, then the king's countenance was changed. I am actually starting to feel the Lord. I was getting worried. Thank you, Jesus. How do you not be changed when you see something like that? What is it going to take for our government, our churches... Our leadership to be changed when we can see the handwriting on the wall. It's, it seems to me like by now, something should get our attention. In verse 6, it says, And his thoughts troubled him, that the joints of his loins were loosened, and his knees smote one against another. The man began to urinate on himself. He was so troubled and he was so fearful because of the handwriting on the wall. The king cried aloud to the astrologers, to the Chaldeans and the soothsayers. And the king spake and he said to the wise men of Babylon, Whosoever shall read this writing and show me the interpretation thereof, shall be clothed with scarlet and have a chain of gold about his neck and shall be the third ruler of the kingdom. 
And verse 8, it says, Then came in all the king's wise men, but they could not read the writing, nor make known to the king the interpretation thereof. Let me repeat that. They could not read the writing, nor could they make the interpretation thereof. Look over to somebody and ask somebody, can you read the handwriting on the wall? Come here, my praying girl. Pray over this message. I want to be wherever you are when you're praying. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the word, God. You are the word, which is truth, Father. Lord, I thank you, God, for Sister Dana. God, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would mightily anoint her, Father, to preach the word in demonstration and in power, God. In the name of Jesus. I pray, God, that you put a blessing upon this word, Father. In the name of Jesus, let us all hear, God, what the Spirit does say, Father, in the name of Jesus. I speak a blessing over her, God. Strengthen her, Father. In the name of Jesus, for the assignment that you've placed on her life, God. Lord, that she has said yes to father and she shall fulfill it God down to the very last detail father even in this moment God and I thank you for it father in Jesus' precious holy name amen Amen. thank you we all know a cliche I'm going to lay a foundation if you'll hang on with me all right we all know the cliche uh, it's like the handwriting on the wall have you ever said it or have you ever heard it come on I've heard it. I've said it. It means it's as plain as it can be. That's what it means if you say, well, it's like the handwriting on the wall. You should be able to see it. But I'm going to come to tell you tonight that I believe in my spirit God is sending clear, direct, prophetic signs. And if we know anything about the Word of God, if we've ever read the Word of God and we know anything about it, it says a lot in Matthew 24 about deception. It talks about famines and pestilence and earthquakes and wars and rumors of wars. Being lovers of self more than lovers of God, yet still the question has to be asked from this pulpit tonight. It is my assignment tonight. Can anybody read the handwriting on the wall? The scripture is full of references. God gives us warning before judgment. God is bringing a now warning. And this warning is not a distant one that's about to happen. It's not a distant one like in the days of Noah. How many knows if we hear a warning in the distance, we're okay? As long as we believe it's a hundred years away, you can go on about your business. When the weatherman, oh, Mr. Bill Mack, he gets on the TV. Sometimes I don't pay a bit of attention to him. When he starts saying there's a storm coming in three days, I just look for my next TV channel. When he says a storm is coming, as long as you can look at the TV, as long as Bill Mack continues to talk, there's something about our human nature that we don't go downstairs and check the basement. We don't make sure the basement door's not blocked. We don't make sure that the stairs are not cleaned out. We don't make sure we have three days of food and water. You don't seem to be bothered about it because he's saying it's three days from now. But the warning, the warning seems too distant until the sirens are going off. And it's a little bit too late and then and, and some of us even get like that oh the city's doing that again it's just a warning it doesn't mean anything but I feel this in the vein of who I am I feel like this is where the Lord has me I am the most unqualified I know that Sometimes I feel like I, I, I don't have the qualifications sometimes, but I don't care because what I see in the Spirit is I have something in my hand, and I'm standing at the edge of a bridge, and I'm trying to declare the bridge is out. The bridge is out. Will you listen to the warning? The bridge is out. There's a warning coming. The bridge is 
I'll stand and I'll speak the word of God. And if he's declaring there's a warning tonight, some of us need to stop and look and listen because the judgment of God is coming. You say, God is loving, Sister Dana. I know he is. Don't make it sound so hard. In John 3, 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever shall believe on him should not perish but have everlasting life. We need to read the fullness of this most important verse. This verse that we're hinged upon. If you've accepted Jesus as your Savior, it is the verse that you're hinged upon. For God so loved us so much that he sent his son to die for us so that we could escape judgment. There is a warning in the most loving act that God ever did for us. And listen to what it says. It says, whosoever, that means you and that means me. Whosoever shall believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The Lord lays out love for humanity in this verse. He laid out love sending his son to die on the cross. But he also opens a window up for the possibility of devastation to those that do not accept the love of the Father. Can anybody see the handwriting on the wall? I've come to preach that message tonight to the church. I know who I'm preaching to, the church. I'm not talking about Richmond House of Prayer. I'm talking about the Church of America. I'm talking about the Church of India. I'm talking about the Church of of Mexico that has compromised. The church who has found an excuse. The church who says, well, it don't take all that anymore. I'm talking about a church who has found away for the last 18 months to make it you had to go live stream you had to do things you were uncomfortable with but when the crowd started back oh some things start slipping back into the pulpit when the crowd keeps coming back oh we don't need that old way of religion yo I'm telling you we don't need to worship with sanctification I'm telling you and I'm telling the church this is the handwriting on the wall. Can anybody in Richmond, Kentucky read the writing? Somebody said, they say it all the time. My husband hates when I say this. He said, why you got to go and say that? I just got to tell on people. My Somebody said, Sister Dana, you ought not preach uh, those kind of messages. You need to preach something encouraging. The people have been through a rough time. They say, Sister Dana, you ought to preach an acceptive message. You want the doors to open up, don't you? I've heard this said to me. You want favor of the people, don't you? But there's something that I want to that person that says this to me over messenger. There's something that I want. I want to obey God. If a door opens up, a door opens up. If a door does not open, it's not the door to walk to. I want to obey him. It might be that I stand in a pair of high heel shoes and I don't have a beard with locusts in it and I don't have braids going down my back. But God has set me on a platform to declare, prepare ye the way of the Lord prepare ye prepare the church prepare your hearts prepare your hearts for the way of the Lord for the kingdom the kingdom of God if we could only understand the kingdom of God is at hand the story of Daniel chapter 5 Belshazzar was the son, the grandson of Nebuchadnezzar. Let me tell a story. Belshazzar was the ruling king, and he decided to have a party. And he's enjoying the benefits of his former forefathers. 
And the Bible said they were living it up. They look like it's going on. They got everything right. They're the conquering kingdom at the time. So they said, let's throw a party. And Belshazzar, the Bible tells us, through a feast of a thousand lords. And while they were feasting, they became drunk. And while they're having this great party, Belshazzar tells his servants, go and get the vessels out of the temple in Jerusalem. Now, this is where things shifted. If you're going to live wrong, don't bring God into it. I got to say that again. If you're going to live wrong, do not bring God into it. I believe one of the reasons that the church shut down, and you say, Sister Dana, that's your thoughts. Let it be. I prayed about it. I believe one of the reasons the church shut down and why many will never open up again is they're acting like Belshazzar. We got the talent going on. Amen. Our finances are doing good. Amen. We found a way that is attractive to people. We don't need to do things with sanctification anymore. We don't need to do them like my daddy did them anymore. It don't attract the people. There's a new way of doing things. And too many church leadership said, it's okay to allow the vessels. It's okay to allow the little boy when he was two months old and his mama brought him to the altar and she said I'm going to dedicate him back to the Lord it's okay to put that same little boy that grew some facial hair that got out in the world but it, because he was in the church house he learned how to worship and they put him back on the pulpits with the wine of the world inside of him and the church says it's okay to allow a few things to slip we need talent on the pulpit so they compromise the Holy Ghost sure you can live in sin sure you can operate in homosexuality and be known as a drunkard and still say I'm saved and still get up and sing and still get up and preach and still serve as an usher in the spirit we do not see it as a church I'm telling you in the spirit, we're not recognizing it. But what we are doing is the very same thing that Belshazzar did. We're saying in the spirit, go get the vessels that were a part of the temple of God. It's okay. Fill them with the wine. Fill them with the word. I've come to ask somebody in this house, can anybody, just one person, can anybody discern, can anybody read the handwriting on the wall? We hope you enjoyed this message today. Our church is located off Barnes Mill Road at 330 Mule Shed Lane, Richmond, Kentucky. We have two services on Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. Our 11 a.m. service is live streamed on Facebook. Children's church services are also available at the 11 a.m. service. On Wednesday, we have kids ministry beginning at 6.30 p.m. with adult services held at 7 p.m. in the sanctuary. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Have a blessed day.